to an entirely unquittable episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I'm one of your hosts. I have lost 145 pounds. And with me today is... Donald Weigel. And I am also one of your hosts. And I have lost about 100 pounds. And uh, well, this is another episode of We Only Look Thin. It is. And uh, this isn't quittable. You no. think You thought last week, I get to quit. I get to quit weight loss. That's super fun for me. Yeah. Goodbye. We only look thin. Goodbye. No, but we're going to put on our giant uh, parachute pants uh, <laughs> and, and dance from side to side because we are too legit to quit. We are. And we're going to prove that you are also too legit to quit. You're too legit to quit too. Wow. You're getting to the end final part of that. <laughs> do you think Hammer came up with that song just so that we could do this episode? I think so. I you think, think it just was like foretold? I, I, I think Hammer was clairvoyant and saw into the future and realized we would need that title. And so like he was like, I'm going to do this for them. Yeah, his actual real full name was Nostra Hammer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, MC Nostra well, Hammer. Yeah, don't don't look that don't up. Don't look that don't up. Don't look that up. Just trust us. Yeah. It's, it's, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Ha- Hamstradamus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I like that better. Okay, you're okay. right. Whatever right. if he was... Whatever you call them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're too legitimate to quit. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> Too legitimate to quit him. <laughs> uh, we're fun and funny. Uh, but in the last episode, dear listener, uh, you thought you'd be able to quit. You were like, this is it. It's, it's over now. Uh, but we hit you with some knowledge about quitting, didn't we? We did. We certainly did. So we are quickly going to go through what we told you last week, if you uh, if you already forgot. Uh, first, we talked about how impulsive quitting is. We think we have this aha moment. We think that we are self-actualized, uh, that we no longer want to get into the rain, uh, rain boot, rain jacket uh, system of weight loss, which is now a thing. So, right. So right. get used to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go back and listen to the last episode. Yeah. That'll so, make more sense. So we quit. We talked about quitting. We talked about what that meant. We stopped tracking. We stopped weighing. We stopped uh, stopping uh, eating food. We yeah. Just, and that would usually lead us to revenge eating and gaining. And again, that self-actualization. And in my case, it led to type 2 diabetes. Fun! Yeah. Um, But then it also led to our clothing getting too tight. Yeah. And us feeling shame and resentment and I'm never going to get this right. And needing naps all the time. Needing naps. And, and, you know, just not even being able to get through a weekend without sleeping a few times during the day. That was Donald. Uh, And then it would get to that sort of aha moment of another one weird trick. We'd see another shake weight, a shake shake, uh, and we would think that we would get on a new plan and be revived and this would save us. And then it wouldn't. And then we would quit again. Yeah. And... uh, we asked you to really consider the life cycle of your quitting pattern because it is a pattern. And once we start seeing our patterns of behavior, we have the opportunity to, uh, to improve and maybe get out of that cycle that got me, frankly, uh, up on the scale, 140 pounds more than away right now. Okay. So in this episode, we're going to get back to reality and we're going to come up with ways to actually help you get out of that beautiful mind of yours and back into <laughs> action. <laughs> so we will start with the first question. What are you actually quitting? Yeah. Like when you say I quit, it is a grand statement, but oftentimes we don't know what is on the other side of quitting. And you can try and quit the game, but the game does not quit you in this case. You're 
health and fitness, your body still really suffers the consequences of your choices and your actions. And I know that every time I quit in the past, I would regret it later because I was just making it harder for myself down the road when I did finally get inspired or whatever, or when I did finally like feel the the inspiration to go ahead and do something about it. I always looked back and was like, why didn't I just do something when I was 20 pounds lighter, 30 pounds lighter, 50 pounds lighter, like instead of waiting until now. So in this episode, we're going to give you sort of a a three-step process. Mm. Why can't it just be two? (laughs) (laughs) Can I? I do one step. I don't want to do anything. Uh, but we can always start with the first step. So we're going to give you a three-step process to sort of get out of that quit cycle. So the first, you know, what what is on the other side of quit? The first thing on the other side of quit is figuring out what exactly you're quitting. What feels hard? Yeah. So you can ask yourself, like, what part of an issue is actually the problem? Are you over-obsessed with the scale and being upset that, you know, the number isn't moving? Are you tired of tracking? Are you hating your workouts? Do you feel resentment about restriction? Or is it the comparison of someone else is doing better than me? There's a finite amount of weight loss in the whole world. We talked about it in the last episode. That's not actually a thing. That's not science. Um, but what <laughs> what are you actually upset about? Because a lot of times when we quit a job, it might not even be the job that we hate. It might be a relationship that's difficult. It might be the stress level. It's not the actual, you know, weight loss isn't the issue. It could be something more specific. Really drill down on what feels hard to you right now. I know a lot of times for me, it was really the frustration I felt about feeling like I was worrying about it and worrying about it and doing everything I could and still not getting the results that I wanted. And the reality of that when I examined it more closely in hindsight was I wasn't actually doing everything I could, that I was just sort of fooling myself into thinking that. But that fr- the frustration I felt at that notion was real, and that would oftentimes lead me to just want to be like, I am working so hard and nothing's happening, like I can't keep doing this. Well, and for me, I think the big thing was the shame of non-compliance when I felt like I had failed the plan, when I had been doing Weight Watchers, hit my point targets, and then had an indulgent weekend, I would feel shame about my noncompliance and maybe being up on the scale a couple of pounds. So I would quit because I felt shameful. And I would wait for that time where it'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to be really good this week. And then I'll be down on the scale. And then I'll go back to the Weight Watcher meetings. Yeah. And it's a different topic. But that's one of the reasons we're not a big fan of plans that really punish you for for noncompliance, for not like doing the plan 100% because I feel like it's just it sets an unrealistic expectation and standard that we as human beings are going to have a hard time doing like all the time. But here's the thing though. Here's the thing. We place blame on plans for being so restrictive and feeling like if it's an all or nothing, I'm yeah. either on it or I'm off it. But we're not on or off life, man. It's happening all around <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, we'll- <laughs> man. That's a really good point, man. I don't know why we have the kind of like 1960s revolutionary who like is, you know, talking about throwing his television away. Definitely whatever. wearing a bandana. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Tying bandanas is a really good way to burn calories, however. <laughs> sure. So I just made that up. Really defining what feels hard to you right now. Again, is it the scale tracking, 
you know, being resentful, what are you actually upset about? And when we look at that, and we look at that all or nothing mentality, I see so many people still saying, I know what to do. I just can't get myself to do it. Ugh. Like, and I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no Incorrect. to that. Yes. Because if we, it's it's sort of that bridge between knowing what you should be doing and actually doing it. And if you feel like you can't do that today 100%, then you're just not going to do it at all. Right. And you're going to wait for that perfect alignment of all the, you know, the stars and life circumstances to get back on track. After the kids go back to school, once the kids are out of school, once I graduate, once, you know, the kids graduate, once we buy the house, once the, you know, all the home repairs are done, then it'll be the perfect circumstances for me to get back in to that super restrictive, super diligent plan. Yeah. So in other words, if you're telling yourself that you know what to do and you just can't get yourself to do it, you don't actually know what to do. Yeah. Too bad, too sad, everybody. I thought that for many years that over and over again, I was trapped in that cycle. So- one thing that we really try to focus on in Walt, uh, we only look then, is the idea of modifying to make something attainable. Oh, yeah. We talked about it in a recent episode series about food choices of like, okay, well, either I'm going to have my own victory garden or nothing. And you know what we talked about? Hey, get a bag salad. It's fine. Eat a carrot. You're still making progress. So this is more the the plan modification instead of just thinking of carrots and victory gardens. We're asking you to think about modifying your plan. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with the current Weight Watchers plan, but like just as an example, they they at least used to in the olden days, you'd get a certain number of points. And when I started, it was about 30. And like if 30 is just feels impossible to you, it's okay to do 35 or 38. Like you can probably still lose weight, you know, modifying and not being like 100% slavish to hitting that number. Right. So make your list of the things that feel really hard right now. What do you hate about what you're doing? Because the good news is there's good news here, people. You're thinking there's no good oh, news. Yeah, the good, good news, news. Thing is that there is a spectrum of choices between quitting all together and gaining weight, which is what I did time and time. I never maintained my weight when I quit. I no. gained weight. So make the list of the things that feel hard. So I've, I've come up with a list for you, dear listener. <laughs> here's dear. a list of things that are hard. So here's the list. So what feels hard? I'm gaining on the scale and it's making me feel bad or the scale isn't moving. So instead of I quit all the things, what could you do? What could you replace that with? Because it's not, we're not quitting smoking. Smoking is a single thing. We're not quitting breathing. Like I said before in the last episode. (laughs) Blowing your mind. I still got to breathe, man. Um, So instead of being scale obsessed, put the scale away. There's no, you can just stay away from it. But there's something that you can do between putting the scale away and gaining 100 pounds like I did. You could have a pair of jeans that fit snugly that are, you know, or that fit right now. You're wearing – everybody's wearing yoga pants right now. Everybody's wearing stretchy fabric. Every Friday, instead of getting on the scale – Put on the jeans. Just put on – I don't know why I'm talking like that. I need to stop like that. Okay. <laughs> just try on the jeans. Put on the jeans. <laughs> I just keep the octaves go up and up and it just doesn't work. I'm going to shatter glass. Um, but try on the jeans every Friday. 
if you're not getting on the scale, have that as your barometer of not a stretchy fabric, but you know, like a, a full 100% cotton, maybe a, a strong linen, whatever the fabric is, it's not stretchy. Try it on once a week to see if you're still maintaining your weight. Cause I can tell you by my belt notch, what my yeah. weight is. Yeah. Please do something though. Every time I start avoiding the reality of where my weight is, that is a huge danger zone sign that I'm about to go spiraling out of control. Right. So if you want to put the scale away, what other measurement can you use? You can use a tape measure to measure a a, a circumference. For me, it's my hips. Um, I can use my uh, tape measure to sort of see where I am. Clothes, how they fit. That's how you do it. So put the scale away, but there's something between nothing and everything. Absolutely. So another thing, I hate tracking. Tracking is a bummer, man. Um, so you're really riding this hippie character. Man, yeah. I can't get out of it. I saw a tie-dyed shirt at JCPenney yesterday, and I think it just threw me off. I worked on a TV show recently where they had tie-dye Thursday every Thursday. What is and happening? Were we all, know better. There were always like a dozen people who would show up and i was just like i would rather I'm, i shouldn't okay. say that because someone's going to get upset if i insult tie-dye yeah jerry garcia is going to write you a letter yeah for sure he's not with us <laughs> <laughs> um i was gonna say something else anyway okay no tie-dyes here we go we're being serious here so you don't like tracking tracking with your weight watcher app with your you know paper track or whatever you hate it you become obsessive and then you you rebel but what is on the other side of that? I still have so many other habits in place that support the tracking that I know work for me. I know if I have carbs in the morning, like big, you know, oh, salty, yeah, sweet, too. whatever, it really sets off my day in a negative pattern. Me too. So even if I'm not tracking, I can tell myself, you know what? I stick to protein and veggies throughout the day. Yeah. I limit this, you know, salty, sweet trigger foods until the evening. I close my kitchen at 8 p.m. because I know that anything, any, you know, random snacking I do after 8 p.m. isn't great. I don't eat right out of the big giant family size bag. None of that has to do with calorie tracking. Yeah. It just has to know with knowing yourself and knowing your impulses to go for those extra bites, licks, and tastes, BLTs, the, you know, hand in the bag, the, you know, putting food away and taking an extra bite. You can put limits on the food choices that you make without tracking one darn calorie. Indeed. Although I do still recommend tracking. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what this is about. Cut that out, man. Um, Sorry. Sorry I said man again. I can't stop. Uh, Or I don't stop. There we go. So another one, I hate working You're out. You're too legit to quit <laughs> okay, with the hippie all character. Right. All right. So uh, I hate the gym. I hate my trainer. I hate hit classes. I hate, you know, my Peloton. I want to kick it over. I agree with all of those statements, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you, we hated working out yeah. for so many years. We hated going to the gym. We hated, you know, the random whatever. What could you do instead? There's not, I'm just going to sit on the couch and go fallow and yeah. let, you know du- you know the dust settle what is in between quitting working out and still purposely moving your body because i used to just go from i go to the gym or i do nothing but really we've done episode after episode on what to do instead of going to the gym you know what my flexibility really matters to me and i really like sticking to doing a little bit of stretching or yoga each day yeah i love walking our daughter to school because we get to spend a little bit of time together i love an after dinner walk with the family so we can you know recap the day 
figure out what part of moving your body you're not going to quit. Yeah, and this is an unpopular one, but I like walking upstairs a lot. Like, I actually enjoy it. I know that it that is just, you know, miserable for He's people. He's very smug about it. He gets this look on his face. I, you know, it gives me a great feeling of satisfaction when I can walk up a bunch of stairs and it doesn't destroy me. I, I really like that. Right. So, again, getting in those non- exercise activity thermogenesis movements where you're just like, you know what? I'm still going to make several trips to the trash can every day. I'm going to vacuum three or four times a day so that I can get in some extra steps. I'm going to do laundry inefficiently and zigzag back and forth throughout the house. All of that actual movement still matters. And just because you've decided to quit your gym membership or to stop doing the workout videos doesn't mean you can't still do something. Right now, uh, I am listening, Donald mentioned in the last episode, I'm listening and reading uh, the B.J. Fogg book, Tiny Habits. Yeah, it's a great book. It, uh, I, I read it. That was the one I mentioned. I was listening to the audiobook of just recently. So he talks about, like, what are you willing to do? If you're not willing to do 30 push-ups, what can you do? And I have started, you know, it's like, well, I'm not doing my seven-minute Blogilates arm workout, but every time I use the microwave or the tea kettle or the coffee kettle, why don't they don't call it a coffee kettle? No. Nobody knows. That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing my mind. Uh, but every time I run the kettle, you run a kettle? I don't know. Sure, anyway, you I'm, run the kettle. I'm, I'm done making analogies. I do five push-ups on the counter. Like, not, ah. I'm not standing on the counter. I'm leaning against the counter. But I just, I'm like, okay, I could do five of those. So that's a minimum that I'm doing, even though I'm not doing my full arm workout. Is it ideal? Is it going to change my life? No, but it's still just a little bookmark in there to keep the activity in there. Well, and, you know, and look, building upon that, the the whole plan, you know, years before I even knew who BJ Fogg was or what Tiny Habits were, the whole plan that I went on that ended up working for me involved making tiny changes one at a time and slowly building upon them, kind of a a snowball effect or an avalanche effect where like, you know, I I just started by by trying to cut my calories down slightly from like, you know, 4,500 a day down to 3,500 a day. And building my steps up from virtually none, you know, to just a few thousand a day, and then, you know, slowly increasing that. And it feels so much less overwhelming when you do these things in baby steps than when you try to go from zero all the way to perfect. It, it just, it's so hard. It's so overwhelming to try and do that. Doing it in baby steps is really a great revelation and a way to do it. Well, and that's a really good point, Donald Lionel. I hadn't even considered that. Clap, clap, clap. Thank you. Hats off to you. I'm going to go buy a hat, get a hat, and (laughs) And then take it off. (laughs) No, but it's true. If that, like, you know, if 28 points a day is too few, track to 40 points a day. If you're restricting to 1,400 calories, set a maximum cap of 2,500 calories and just do something where it's not as restrictive and not as painful. Another part of the restricting that feels difficult might be to just continue to keep policies in place. I don't buy a dozen bagels and bring them home because I will eat them all and Donald will be none the wiser. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, none the wiser. He doesn't know when I buy a new uh, pillow from Home Goods. He's not going to notice a dozen Same bagels in the house. Same amount of wisdom in me at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, regardless of how many pillows from Home Goods <laughs> or bagels have been purchased. Exactly, bagels from Home Goods. Yeah, um, both. But 
I know I have certain policies around bringing certain foods in the house. I don't eat Donald's potato chips because I know I have a really hard time moderating those. I don't bring bagels into the house, but I do uh, pair a bagel with getting a haircut. You could do the same thing of keeping certain indulgences in your plan by pairing it with an occasional habit. Every payday, I get a milkshake. Every oil change, we go to the Cheesecake Factory. Whatever it is, you can still keep things in part of your life. But not go there every day because you know where that gets you. Yeah, for sure. And and set minimums, you know, set something that you're just going to keep doing, like a minimum of something just to keep yourself in the game. And so that you're not looking back later going like, why didn't I just do something? I know. Oh, my God. So many years of regret. So many years. So another thing is that comparison issue. If you are in a position where you feel like you're behind, if you're going to Weight Watchers meetings and other people uh, are consistently losing and you're not, if you're following people on Instagram who make you feel bad about yourself, you can just unfollow people. You can change your perspective. You can, you know, stop going to the meetings. You can unfollow people on the internet. You can stop following podcasts. Not this one. No, no, no. No, no, no. Bad luck will befall you. Yeah, don't If you unfollow that. this one. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it is almost uh, the Halloween season will be coming up. We're going to be doing some spooky episodes. Oh, yeah. Super spooky. S- super spooky episodes. Uh, but you can pull away from things that make you feel bad and start following things that inspire you. But again, if that obsession and that focus is overwhelming for you, you can turn to hobbies or things that you actually want to spend your time focusing on. If following uh, food uh, blogs is not helpful for you, turn over and look into productivity podcasts or uh, home improvement. I'm listening to a lot of uh, cleaning and organizing podcasts that don't necessarily have to do with weight loss. But as we've said in the past, everything has to do with weight loss. So Focusing or on be things. like me and listen to fantasy football podcasts. Sure. Because <laughs> that'll no, help. But it might be somehow. a season. You know, we've talked about it too about instead of stopping, pressing pause on something that you need a little bit of distance from feels a lot better than quitting altogether. Yeah, like, for sure. We quit uh, Sirius XM radio over a quarantine because it was in my car. I was not in my car. And it wasn't necessarily that I hated the radio. It was just that I wasn't using the service. So uh, so anyway, I'm back using Sirius Radio. Don't know why I'm talking about the radio right now, but we can press pause on something that we're doing. We can pause our gym membership. Except for this podcast. Keep playing it. (laughs) We're insufferable. Yeah. Uh, But you can press pause on something instead of declaring that I'm never going back on a weight plan again. I'm this new person who doesn't care about the gym. I'm going to be like, you know what? That's not right for me right now. Dial it back and decide what small things you're still going to keep in place. And part of that is, you know, really considering what part of your life you're not quitting and what do you still want for your future self? If the whole weight loss thing isn't a thing, maintaining is super duper and successful. You Nobody has to lose weight here. Maintaining is a victory. And Donald had some ideas about thinking about your future. Yeah, if, if the idea of actually hitting a number on the scale is not important to you. Or, or it's stressing you out. Or it's stressing you out or you can't face it. Try and reframe it and think about something that is important to you. 
do you want to be able to be there with for your children? Do you want to be able to be there for your grandchildren? Do you want to be able to play with them? Say to yourself, I want to be able to travel when I get older. I want to still be able to work in my garden. I don't want to take as many pills as my parents did. Yeah. Like, find something that motivates you. I want to be able to keep bowling or playing softball or, you know, whatever it is, you know, keep something in mind that is going to really be meaningful to you that you want to be able to keep doing and try and focus on that instead of a number. Well, and I remember too, we used to have Disney annual passes when that was a thing. Yeah. And I would often be so exhausted that I would have to like take a nap halfway through the day yeah. or leave early because I was so tired. And for me, my mobility matters even more now at the the tender age of 47 than yeah. it did back in my 30s. I realize how important my mobility is. And whether you're tracking calories or not, mobility matters. And for me, that is one of the sort of paramount, you know, touchstones or north stars of my whole thing is being able to be flexible and keeping those things in your life and deciding like you're not quitting that. So if you're like I said, if you're quitting the gym, it doesn't mean you're not going to walk anymore and you're just going to get like a rascal scooter. Like there's there's something in between those two. Yeah. And look, Catherine is not expecting this. I have a surprise quote for you. Oh, what? The quote is, we cannot do everything at once, but we can do something at once. Oh. Do you know who said that? Calvin Coolidge. Really? <laughs> For real. <laughs> oh, his reign. His I know. Reign is raining down I know. A few episodes now. ago, we talked about Calvin That's Coolidge awesome. riding dragons and dinosaurs. And <laughs> you know, it's, in, it's in the history books. I, I was looking up to make sure I was spelling Coolidge correctly for that That's episode. Awesome. And I found that quote at the Man, same time, which I thought was really done. appropriate. Exactly. Nice. It all comes Calvin Coolidge circle. and Chopin got it done. That's so funny. Um, but really thinking about what you're not quitting. Uh, this came up in Walt Place recently. Someone was really feeling discouraged about where they were, they had gained some weight. And the question came up of like, well, what do you still want in your life? Well, I'm still going to go for walks in the morning. I really like that. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to track because tracking is still part of my life. So what aren't you going to do? Okay, maybe it's a time to step away from the scale. Maybe it's a time to keep trying on those jeans once a week to make sure that they fit. Maybe it's still, you know, I really love doing my chair yoga. I'm still going to do that. In all of this, I'm still going to, you know, they in, in business, they talk about what are your key takeaways? What are your key takeaways oh right now? Oh. Why does that <laughs> so cringy? It's, all the business speak is so cringy to it me. Is. But what are you still taking away from the plan? For me, with Weight Watchers, eating off of smaller plates still really stuck with me. Even though I'm not doing Weight Watchers, that was still something that really stuck with me. Not bringing the devil home oh, is still one of the key takeaways. From such a great expression, you know, learned at Weight Watchers. Exactly. Also, they're like, you know what? I'm not going to have high calorie drinks in my life. You know, it's not having soda is something, a minimum that I can do. It doesn't matter if you're tracking or not. It's still something that I stay away from is, unless it's a special occasion. Yeah. Again, it's pumpkin spice season, everybody. <laughs> um, you know, I'm only going to have uh, pumpkin spice lattes on Fridays, not every day. I'm still going to stick to a tall sweet drink instead of a Trente sweet drink. I'm always really happy when there's something I don't like because i love pumpkin spice like 
Love it, love it, love it. I want to enrobe myself in it. Gross. Don't really care about lattes, though. Like a yeah. pumpkin spice latte. Don't really care about That's it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but really thinking of like, you know what? I'm still just going to stick to iced coffee instead of the high sweet beverages. There are bumpers that we can put in place to still keep us on a track of being conscious of our health that don't mean divorcing ourselves completely from all health goals. Because I can tell you that Every single time I quit and I'm like moving my hand in a very specific way, yeah, like yeah. I'm She's doing a speech right now. She's gesturing right now on a podcast. I am. I'm like Mussolini on the podium. <laughs> whoa, um, whoa. We're going to dictators? Okay. Sure. Why not? I love Italy. Um, but uh, we can still keep parts of our lifestyle in place that don't mean we're completely quitting for decades, I quit a plan. And I'm not quitting myself. I'm not quitting my need to eat, sleep and drink and move my body every day. Those are just core things that, you know, until we're just brains in jars in the future. Mm -hmm. um, until then, we have a responsibility to maintain our bodies. If we get a car, and we just say, man, I don't want to, you know, Jiffy Lube's, you know, screwing me over, taking all my money, telling me I need a new filter. Yeah, man. Man, I'm much more of a revolutionary in my brain than I am in yeah, real life. Yeah. But when we get resentful about, you know, the system dragging us down, it doesn't get us anywhere. If we say, we're going to drive a car, and we're never going to get an oil change, we're never going to get the tires aligned. I'm never going to get gasoline. I'm never going to look at the at the gas tank, man, because that's, you know, triggery for me. Yeah, I'm not playing big oils game of filling my car with gas, man. <laughs> I don't think – I think we need to take some acting classes. For but sure. we still – maintaining your car, it doesn't mean buying a new car. It means, like, making sure there's windshield wiper fluid and making sure you have gasoline and making sure the tires are all pointed in the right direction and that you have a seatbelt and, and that your your airbags work. Life is like that, too. Maintaining means continuing habits that don't deteriorate or, you know, um, tear your part a car. And that is about our lives, too. Going and just tucking into the all-you-can-eat buffet as revenge for the scale not moving is not a sustainable plan. So in this whole world, we don't need to lose weight. But it would be super great if we didn't get into the pattern of gaining weight, which is what I did for 20 plus years. What can you do to maintain an active lifestyle, to maintain your healthy body? Because it really does matter. It doesn't matter what the number is on the scale. It doesn't matter if you go to the gym or not. How day by day are you going to honor your body that is going to be with you forever? You can't, you know, this isn't a lease that you can like get out of. This is a forever, you know, a forever body. That sounded really creepy. Please cut uh, Yeah. But like, and you, you were already making the note of like, please remove the... Yeah, I, cut that out of podcast, written down. So again, define what feels hard. How can you modify that hard into something that is simple and straightforward? And how, you know, what parts of your plan are you still going to work into your lifestyle? We can still have agency in our lives, even if we're not tying ourselves to a brand or a product or, a, you know, a specific plan. We don't need an app. We don't need a tracker. We don't need, you know, to, to pay anyone to maintain our bodies. We don't need to sign up for any programs. 
problems. But what we can do is take daily responsibility for keeping our bodies in working order. If we can do it, if we can break that pattern and realize that that pattern is a choice and it's a place of being a victim, we can be champions each and every day. We don't have to track one darn calorie. But it'd be awesome if you did, like Donald said. It would be awesome if you did. And it would also be awesome if you kept listening to our show. We appreciate each and every one of you. You are champions already for listening (laughs) to this episode. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, uh, there are many, many more uh, very much like it available wherever you found this podcast and also on our website at weonlylookthin.com. And again, if you are at our website, you can click on join our support group to find out more about Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place. It is a support and accountability group for women based on Facebook. It is not a weight loss plan, but we will support you in whatever plan you are on. Absolutely. There are two different subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wold Place is right for you. Absolutely. Check it out. We think you will like it. Um, also, you can check us out on social media at We Only Look Thin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you like a little bit more of an old fashioned approach to connecting with us, you can always email us to We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. It's funny that email is now a little bit old fashioned. Um, we will answer your questions. We also really enjoy getting suggestions from you on episodes on uh, things that we maybe haven't talked about enough that we haven't talked about in a long time, uh, things that you would like to hear, please send us an email. Yeah, and if you do send us an email, this is for everybody, anybody out there who's like, they say they're going to respond and they haven't responded yet. We're doing our best. Please please show us some grace. We love you. We're so grateful that you sent the email. Uh, got a long list of uh, people to respond to, but uh, please know that we it is meaningful to us and we really appreciate it. We also appreciate, if you have a minute or two, oh, yeah. uh, we're, uh, we're approaching, we're barreling down on our 200th episode. We would love to get up to 500 star reviews on Apple Podcast. If you can yeah. head over there and just press the stars, five of them. Uh, That would really mean a lot to us. Leave us a rating and review if you can. Uh, Not only does it uh, let us know that what we're doing matters, but it also helps others find our podcast when they are looking for an inspirational weight loss podcast such as ours. It sure does. And look, if writing a whole review seems like a lot to you, just say they're awesome. That's it. Two words. They're awesome. Two two words or five stars. Five stars. Awesome sauce. Indeed. Uh, And if uh, that's too much, uh, you can also just tell somebody about the show. We would also appreciate that. Word of mouth is one of the ways that uh, people find out about us. And uh, if you know somebody that you think might enjoy our show or get something out of it, please let them know about it. So the next time you're trying to remember the difference between Nostra Hammer or (laughs) Hammer Domus, please remember that Catherine and I are an inspiration and too legit to quit. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. 